Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Take the baseline out. Sports Radio 92.9 Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg. It is the fifth day of February. It's a Sunday, and we can't thank you enough for letting us be a part of your Sunday morning. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in Centerville. Centerville. Um, you know something about Centerville? If you don't, that's okay. Okay. Centerville is, let me make sure I get this right because I don't want to screw around. Oh, it's outside? It is. It, it's unincorporated. It is in Houston County. Houston. Houston. Well, it's up there by Gwinnett. So Houston. No, it's not. Well, Centerville, Gwinnett County, Georgia. You mean Houston. Okay, well, I'm looking Houston, at... Houston, that, that's Gwinnett the, County, but Houston is the... For the same yeah. name yeah. in Houston County. So there's two of them. There's a Centerville there in Houston, which is spelled Houston. Oh, and Houston. the one I'm talking about is up there in Gwinnett. Okay. There you go. Houston, but Houston, you talk about Houston County, it's not middle Georgia. Why do they pronounce it Houston? This is one of those Patrick Waugh and yes, Roy Rogers things. This, no, it's just like we got certain things in this in this state. You know, you got Cairo. It looks like Cairo, <laughs> but it's Cairo. I know, I know. The, the, the fighting, Jesse from down there, right? The, the, fighting, the, the fighting syrup makers, yeah, yeah. What are you laughing The fighting man? syrup makers? Yes. You don't want to mention it, that, you know. Because it's Cairo, Cairo syrup. People, but, you I know, never heard of it. Okay. Well, you they sell it at Bucky's? You ain't from around here. No, I ain't. I get my <laughs> nails done outside the perimeter. But if, I mean, right. K-Row syrup. I don't know if they still make it, but I mean, that's what they nicknamed the team at the school, the K-Row syrup makers. Um, two things I forgot. To, well, a couple of things I forgot to mention during the casting call. Yeah. And, and, and uh, one of them had to do with uh, me giving you a movie, um, just a recommendation. Okay. And I, I thought of a couple, but I – Thought of the one because of the person whose birthday it is today. Jennifer Jason Lee, you a fan of hers? Uh, yeah. She's, she's just kind of like, she, she's become that actress who it seems like for certain roles will not say no. And yeah, I'll, I'll get just nasty and ugly and all kinds of stuff. And, and she's done that in the past. She was in Hateful Eight. Now, if you ain't seen Quentin's Hateful Eight, she is just, you just got to see her character. And she's attached to Kurt Gibson, Kurt uh, Russell. Kurt, the okay. whole the whole movie, he's like taking her to jail or something. But you got to see that she was in Single White Female, 
and she okay. couldn't be creepier than that. Okay, remember that one. But I remember her. The first time I saw her was just one of those movies that I think you should watch if you're in the house, kind of a rainy day, nothing on, if you can find it, easy money. If you've that. never yeah. seen this yeah. movie, think about these two people together, Rodney Dangerfield and Joe Pesci. Mm-hmm. That was that was that was really good. And everything really, really that good. you would think from those two, that's that's a great one. The other one I I had I'd slept on was Crimson Tide, man. It was on yeah. last night, man. I ain't was seen it? that in a minute. If you're not seen Crimson Tide, all star cast, very good uh, cast. But Gene Hackman, Denzel, James Gandolfini's in it, and, and a host of other people who use uh, Viggo Mortensen's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it Morgan? Morgan's the Rocky Carroll. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's so a lot of people in that yeah. one. So those are the two recommendations mm-hmm. I say to you. And we say to you on this day, a very happy, happy, happy 60, 76th birthday to Boogity Boogity Boogity. Really? Daryl Waltrip. Yeah. <laughs> but more importantly, I did not know that these two people were born on the same day. Are you ready for this? What's that? On the same day, the voice of hockey. Don Cherry mm-hmm. and Hank Aaron, both really? today. Yep, Hank's birthday. That's what same it says. day. All same, right. and they were both born on the same day. Wow, eighty-nine years old. Hank Aaron would have been eighty-nine years old today. Okay, that sounds about right to you. That sounds about right. Yeah, sounds mm-hmm. about right. So Don Cherry and Hank Aaron. There you go. Roger Staubach, eighty-one years old today. Craig Morton celebrating the birthday, uh, and Robbie Alomar. Who almost spit his way out of the Hall of Fame. Oh. 58, 58 years <laughs> Came old. Came close. Yeah, and I said to his last because I wanted. Uh, I knew there was some stuff baseball-wise that you wanted to get off your chest. Well, I, you know, pitchers and catchers are, you know, just days away from going. Uh, Braves note, Max Fried lost his uh, salary arbitration. Oh, he got to just live on $13 million. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, you can't say that out loud. You're right. He deserves more. But when a baseball player loses arbitration and they're only making – $13 million. These are conversations our grandparents never had. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. But these are with the team. That, that's that's what happened with this arbitration. And, you know, we, we go down to camp and, and get things that, you know, there are a lot of things as far as the Braves. We're looking forward to seeing, you know, some of the places, especially how Von Grissom does uh, at short. They're, they're going to put him at short. He's going to get the – seems to be the main guy going to get a, a chance to play that position um, and even he says, you know, hey, I'm going to be me. He's not going to try to be Dansby, you know, and, that, and that's smart uh, to go in and, and just do his part there. Mike Soroka is the guy I'm also waiting to see. Where he's at, uh, his recovery, we, we had thought that maybe we might have seen him latter part of last season, didn't happen. If he is able to come back and, and, and reclaim some of his form, that's just like picking up a free agent. Right. You know, it's like just an addition to the pitching staff if he's able to do that. Uh, for the Braves this year. So we watch for that and see what's happened uh, as well as it goes. Uh, but I did have just some notes. First of all, for a couple of former Braves who would just uh, love to um, to give back to the game. One is friend of the show and, um, and who has a big event coming up. Let me make sure and pop it up and can say, can say everything right about it. Uh, Marcus Grissom has a big event coming up next mm-hmm. this weekend, ne- next weekend. And um, let me see. Yes, it's the 17th annual um, Marquis Grissom Baseball Association Awards Gala. And it's coming up at the Stave Room uh, on Armor Drive. This is coming up next Saturday. And people can, can go and get tickets and go and turn up a, a, a big list of, uh, of former of former players are going to show up there and going to be, and, and some current guys as well uh, before people head off to camp. And we all know the work that Marquis Grissom has done 
uh, in the area producing a lot of the young talent. We've been talking to some of the guys who are, you know, leaving the area, got drafted last year, uh, going to start their climb and ascent to, uh, to Major League Baseball. A lot of the work he's done on the south side. One of his prized pupils is, um, is Michael Harris II, who, okay. of course, has a day coming up in his honor uh, Tuesday. Down at Henry County, they're going to honor him at his high school, Stockbridge High School. He's a Stockbridge Tiger. He's a great pitcher. A lot of people see him playing center field, but, you know, there are people who say he was an incredible pitcher. Everybody who's in the majors, when they came, as they ascended, they were always usually the best player on their teams. And at some point, they were pitching. Yeah. Because when I was coming up, the best player, while he might be center fielder, shortstop, whatever, he pitched every five days. Okay. And he was usually somebody who could bring it. He threw hard. And so I'm not. I'm never surprised when I hear about somebody who's a position player that used to be a pitcher. I'm, I'm just not because it's just the way you know you put, you put <laughs> traditionally you know that, you know that's your best player. You stick him in right field. Yeah, remember that or first yeah. base. And you don't do that anymore, man. You got to have a glove. But <laughs> I pitchers, you use your best player usually at some point ran through being a pitcher. Speaking of pitchers, if you had to guess, where does Trevor Bauer end up? Wow. That's a loaded question. You know, the, the talent, he could end up land someplace. You talk about somebody picking up a free agent. Yeah. Now, my question is, is as the phrase goes, is, is the juice worth the squeeze? In other words, you know that he can get it done 60 feet away from the batter, but is the PR problem that you're going to have, at least initially, worth yeah. it? Yeah. But it wasn't – see, he, his kind of wasn't – regularly in the front page and in, in, in front of us. It was there, it happened, and then it kind of went away. And then every once in a while there'd be an update with Trevor Bauer and what he did. He's a knucklehead. We know that. But how many people have been given second, third chances in the NFL? If you can rush the quarterback, if you can if you can run the ball, if you can whatever the position, skill position, and you had some transgressions in your life, it, once you get past them, it seems like we have witnessed those guys get second and third chances. True. Why would somebody not do that in baseball? I, I mean, I say that rhetorically, but then, you know, when you say it, think about it, over 182-game, 62-game season, you know, this is not like a 17-game season with the NFL. We need that person every game or to do whatever to be there for. It's like the opposite of, of a Vaughn Miller, who's now lost. You know, was lost. You know, the end of the season and probably cost them the chance. But I don't know. I mean, would you? Would you? If you heard that the that the Braves were going to give him a shot, Oof. would you have a problem with? It? I, we know it's probably not going to happen. But I'm saying, would yeah. you have a problem with that? Yeah, I, I mean, and we, you know, it wasn't to that degree, but we had a little bit of that with Ozuna, right? When he's coming back, the Braves decided to angle. Mm-hmm. Some people felt like the Braves should have, you know, jettisoned him. They it made a big investment in him, and he, the Braves stuck with him. Um, I don't see the Braves bringing Trevor Bauer. No, I don't. Know. But I'm saying from yeah. a pitching standpoint, would you have a – listen, you you, you kind of hold your nose and look at it like this. Okay, I'm let the Braves handle or team, whoever, handle the PR problems that he's going to bring along with him. By May, if we're winning, hopefully they'll forget about it because that's what's said, right? As long as you're winning, people forget about the issues, the problems, unless they're just so in your face right. that you got to deal with it. Yeah. But well, you, you, you got to know your fan base. you you got to know your customers. You got to know your customers you're serving, and if your customers are willing to receive it or not. Now, some 
maybe Yankees, Mets. You know, mm. he may take he may take them on somewhere like that. And those fans are like, all right, all right. You know, we'll, but see, that's the thing though, Sam. He's leaving the second biggest market in the country. Right. If they don't want him, yeah. And the and the Mets spend all the money on their pitches, they're not going to bring him in. Then again, who knows? Uh, <laughs> Yankees aren't going to have him. So Chicago, I doubt it. I doubt he'd go to, uh, you know, especially for the time he spent in 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 the Central. There, I, I just don't think that the, the Cubs want him. I can't speak to the the management of the White Sox. I hear from my friends who follow the Sox, and and they're always complaining, like every. Every mm-hmm. fan of their team complains about management not giving them what they want. But I would think that if he's going to land someplace, it's going to have to be a big or the biggest of the medium, uh, you know, medium markets in this country. So could you see him landed in Kansas City? Mm, no. Yeah. Definitely not Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay? That's, Maybe. A, that's a possibility. Yeah. Maybe that's that's yeah, kind of where I like see that, him, right? Okay. Tampa okay. Bay, I don't think Toronto. They're too nice to have him up there. <laughs> just too, no, we. I'm sorry, we can't have him. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Anyway, that was just something that's that's right. now being discussed. It's one of those stories that you have in the. Um, I got a couple more. Preseason. We got a couple more of some guys, and you know, we talked about the guys who come along now. Who did they watch? Who did they admire? And there are a couple of guys from this area who've been in the major leagues and have careers. Uh, and we got news on both of them this week, one being Jason Haywood, the other one being Dexter Fowler, who will be both products locally. And uh, yesterday we found out that Jason Haywood has opened a baseball academy in Chicago. And it's, um, it's Chicago's largest indoor. It's a 10-acre campus. includes uh, the largest indoor field in town. It's the North Austin Center 12-acre cam- uh, campus. Dude, that's Chicago's- right next. I know exactly. When you said it before, I didn't realize. That's right there where I lived. When you said Austin Boulevard is the barrier for Chicago going west, and then Oak Park starts. North Avenue is the north end of it. Uh, uh, Roosevelt Road is the south end of it. Okay. And then you get into, like, Berwyn and Cicero and all that. But when you said Austin, that's where that golf club is, Columbus Park. We used to jump over the uh, fence at second, in the second hole. Okay. <laughs> oh, see. We growing up. Well, they had we the ribbon cutting was. there this week. And, uh, you know, of course, he played oh, for a number of years there with, with, the, with the Cubs. He's currently under a minor league contract with the Dodgers yeah, this done. year and see what he wants to do. But he's already starting uh, to do something as a give back. And also Dexter Fowler this week announced he's retiring after 14 major league seasons. I'm mad uh, at product him. of uh, Milton High School, local product. No, nah, I'm mad and at him. Was, why, why are you mad at him? Because he got his ring with the Cubs and then okay. went to the arch rivals and took all the money. So, yeah, I'm oh, mad at him for that. At least he helped get the ring. <laughs> okay, that's Come what's, on, dude. I just, uh, we could have well, had maybe. Well, last time the Cubs we had, had one, one before that. Ain't got nothing to do with my It does have everything to do with it. I'm talking about this dude left. He jumped ship. After he won. Yeah, he, you know. After they won. I can feel however I want to feel about the dude leaving and going to the Cardinals. The Cardinals of all teams. Please. But the Cubs didn't win before the man uh, got there. You want to go hang your hat on that. Go he got, ahead. He, he, got, he, he got the he, Cubs he over the top. Up. He didn't. He, no, he didn't. It wasn't him. He was part of the team. And he should have stayed and tried to get two rings. Yeah. Well, y'all still think the ladies' goat burned down the city. It wasn't no ladies' goat. It was old man. <laughs> 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 That's Miss O'Leary's cow. Yeah. He, he should have had no cow. goat. Yeah. She probably had a farm. All right, let's get into this uh, this uh, Super Bowl and, and end of the Falcon season and, and, and playoffs, all of that. And whatever it is we're one. doing this weekend. Yeah, we're going to talk football with Maria Martin next, 11 Alive. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 game 929thegame.com.
Radio, 92.9thegame, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this uh, Sunday morning. Hey, you know who else is birthday today? Who else? Bobby Brown. Oh, man. Bobby Brown. All right. Happy 54th birthday to Bobby Brown. Hmm. So there you go. And also director Michael Mann. Miami Vice, a number of other things. But listen, it had been a minute since we had Dexter's mama on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you have told me, and, and it's funny, well, uh, first of all, we want to welcome Maria Martin here from 11 Alive, joining Sam and Greg here at Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. First of all, Maria, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Thanks for having me yeah, on. Okay. Now, I have to tell you, you have been kind of like James Bond in a way over this last few weeks, months since you've been on last. We've tried to get you on. You've been busy. I get a picture from Sam where he sees you at some event. You guys are standing there doing whatever. It's like I haven't really had a chance to talk to you or see you, but I've been following your movements, Mr. Bond. It's, it's been <laughs> kind of like that, Maria. You have been all over. We just got talk, through talking about this tennis player, tennis player who was at the Aussie Open. She came back home to Atlanta here for a minute and a half, got some Krispy Kreme, and now over in Europe preparing for the tournaments that lead up into the French Open. You, maybe not with that distance, but have been one end of this country to the other following football. Yeah, I know. It's been so crazy. And, you know, what a ride Georgia took us on. Obviously, you guys have talked about that in length, but it was such a cool trip. And um, it's just been so crazy the last month. And I'm sure they'll even go crazier from here. We got spring training right around the corner. And uh, it's it's unbelievable. It never stops. No, it doesn't stop. You was rolling. And you know what? And I just got back from Oxford yesterday. I thought about you when I was over there. <laughs> Hotty toddy, oh, Miss Lady. Hotty toddy. That's great. <laughs> Hotty toddy. How was it? Was it great? It was great. It was great. It was great. Did you tell, I, does she know why you were there? No, I went to Heartbreak Roasters and got me some coffee while I was there and whatnot. Nice. So was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you should tell her why you were there, what, man. Well, she would be proud to know why you were at Oxford. Maria, not. you know why school. he went there? They, why? The city honored his family. His wife's side of the family, they named a street. A section, uh, of, the section of the highway. A section of the highway for Sam's stepfather. Oh, father. Father-in-law. Sam, that's right. incredible. I know, that's ain't really, it? really cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Very she, cool. She went to school. She's, she's thrilled for you, man. Yeah, she, all right, go ahead with your question. Yeah, that's super, super cool. Yeah. Uh, they're all getting ready for baseball season down there. <laughs> they are. They won that. <laughs> they defended the yeah. champions. They defended the national champs. Oh, that's about today. What are you watching today? Are you watching this thing they they doing down? Yeah, talking at, about the Pro Bowl stuff. Yeah, are, 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 are you nice. are you paying attention to this stuff? What's your what's your read on? So you know what's you know what's really funny is obviously this is the first year that they've done these extra activities. Um, and on Thursday night they had you know the little water balloon competition and the long toss and all these crazy events that the Pro Bowl's never had before. And I just kept thinking to myself, like, this is so ridiculous. Like, is this an effort to get more people to watch the Pro Bowl? Because I know it's not really the most attractive event on the schedule, especially for the NFL of the year. Um, I was so entertained. You guys, it was the funniest thing I've ever watched in my life. Like, I loved it. We were all so locked in. And we were reacting so loudly. Not that we don't normally when we're watching sports in the office. But we were literally reacting so loudly to dodgeball that people were coming over. And they were like, what the heck are you guys watching? Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll be following it. I actually have something really fun coming up on Sports Extra later. It's like our own rendition of what they're doing at the Pro Bowl this year. Um, there will be some competitions held in studios, so uh, get ready for that. Uh, Maria Martin, Dexter's mama, joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. I, I have to go back because um, you had mentioned this and we knew that you were there. We haven't had anybody who was boots on the ground there at the um, 
for the national championship. And you were there, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was there. Uh, let me get your uh, now that the dust is settled, tell us about what the last, you know, the fourth quarter or the the end of the game toward the end of the game, what it was like and where you were and the scrambling that you did to do your job at the end of that and what it was like being on the field. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Um I'm really fortunate in the fact that I've covered now six national championships and with two different teams, Alabama and Georgia. And it was so crazy because this was the most chill one I've ever been a part of. It didn't come down to the final play. It didn't even come down to the fourth quarter. Um, you know, really after the first quarter, even it was just cruise control for the dogs, but it was, it was a really cool experience because Georgia fans notoriously travel really well. Um, and I didn't really know how the turnout was going to be at SoFi and it was just massive. I mean, there were dogs fans everywhere. They stayed all four quarters, even though it was, you know, the, the biggest, point differential in national championship history. Um, it, it was really awesome to see how the dogs fans turned out. So it, it was different because, you know, everybody knows the weather was horrible and you could see it on the broadcast that it, they were saying, oh, it's raining on the field. At SoFi Stadium, for those of you that have never been there or really heard how the structure is made, um, it has a quote unquote roof, but it's more of a yeah. canopy. So it really was raining through the canopy. Like my laptop was getting wet. So it was really crazy. Um, so yeah, it was it was a little bit of a mad dash at the end, like it normally is. You're you're in a tunnel. So the reporters that are not on the field when the clock hits zero, you're in a tunnel waiting to just run out onto the field. That's your first opportunity to talk to these players, and that's when you get the best reaction from them. Is how fast can you get to them? Can you be one of the first people to talk to them? Because it's emotional. It's really exciting. Um, and you could still, even though this was the second straight for Georgia, you could still get the sense that it was really emotional and they had accomplished something that, you know, not many people have and no one has in the playoff era. And so it was, oh, it was so cool. I'm really, really happy for what Kirby Smart is building at Georgia. And I think we're going to be talking about potentially the chance at a three-peat here come the fall. That's the next put, question I had for yeah. you. <laughs> you hate to put money in Pat Riley's pocket. Well, you know, hey, 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 you, you, you're spending time on the wayforit.com hotline this morning with Rhea Martin. And she is social. You can find her on Twitter always at Rhea underscore Martin. At Rhea underscore Martin. You mentioned that because we see the schedules coming back. We got to fill a few spots, specifically at quarterback. But it's pretty lot of, there's a lot of talent in that room. You feel like things are really set up for, for that um, a, a third run of the national championship for the Georgia team? It sure does look like it. Yeah, I mean, it certainly does. And no one really knows who's going to trot out there at quarterback. I mean, people have their theories. And, of course, you got Brock Vandergriff and Carson Beck, and both are very good, but they're also both very different. Um, in my opinion, from what I've seen from Carson, he's more of a pure passer. Um, and and it's, they're both really young. So that's the good thing. Kirby Smart's been able to develop these quarterbacks from the time that they've been young. Um, you know, I've had a guess if I – really had to put it out there right now, I would guess that Carson would be the starter. But it's going to be a really interesting spring, and it's going to be their first opportunity to really battle. Of course, we got our first like good look at Carson in the national championship game after Setson rode off into the sunset. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do think that they're set up well. But it, it's kind of reminding me of what Alabama had been in the past. They never needed anyone to be – an incredible quarterback to win national championships. And that's not taking anything away from Stetson. I'm not, I'm not the person that's going to dog Stetson. I think he's been terrific for what Georgia's needed him to do. And I think he is a good quarterback, but to me, that's not the end all be all position, even though I still think they are set up really well. Yeah. If you just tuned in, that's Maria Martin, 11 alive, uh, a friend of the show, 
Dexter's Mama, joining us, Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. All right, that's great. You had the, 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 the special opportunity to be there for the end of the Georgia season. You have now given a positive outlook on what's coming up for next season. Now, let's talk about that other team. You were also there for the end of the Falcon season. And now, let's hear what your thoughts are, seeing what happened. And listen, there were some positive things. People felt a certain kind of way on the upside with Desmond Ritter and what they saw toward the end. But let's get an overview from you from what you saw toward the end and what you would like them to address heading into this upcoming season. Uh, It's funny, over the last couple days, I've seen a couple different articles, um, you know, what are the Falcons' needs come draft time? And a lot of people have just said one word, everything. I mean, it's no secret that this team has a lot of holes that need to be filled. It does need a lot of help. And especially when there were certain positions this year that were getting hurt, it was very evident that the Falcons are thin and have little to no depth at several different positions. Corner is the one that sticks out in my mind. Um, from this last season and of course the end of the year was really disappointing if you're a Falcons fan um, yes there were bright spots throughout the season I think Desmond Ritter does have a really good future I know that the Falcons like him a lot um, you know what does that mean for the position in the future or even come draft time or in free agency I'm not sure but they do really like him uh, so yeah of course it was disappointing they were right there in the thick of it which is hard to believe given the fact that their record was what it was. They were in the thick of an NFC South race, and they were right there. But now the door is kind of wide open in that division with Tom Brady retiring. It's going to be really interesting. It's overall top to bottom, not a strong division right now. So I think that the Falcons have a really good opportunity here. And for the first time in Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith's regime, they have room to make really solid decisions and to start really building the blocks of – guys that can change this franchise and this organization. They've done the grunt work over the last few years to clean up all this space and make sure they have enough money to go out and make some moves. I think that it will be an aggressive offseason and an aggressive draft for the Falcons. They're going to need it because, again, I would like to see them address. They need a pass rusher really bad. They need a pass rush in general. Uh, The Falcons defense really needs a lot of help in multiple positions. That would be my first thing of concern. And then they have to figure out the quarterback room, obviously. You don't know what's going to happen with Marcus Mariota because he wasn't even around the team for the remainder of the season after he was benched. Um, You know, do they keep him around? They're going to need another quarterback, obviously. So where does that come from? Does it come from a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo who will come at a decent price? Maybe. And then Desmond Ritter is either the starter or Jimmy Garoppolo is the backup. Jimmy Garoppolo has a good upside, but he's not the Jimmy Garoppolo that he has been. So who knows? I mean, is is that quarterback going to come from free agency? That's what I'm most interested to see. Uh, but, yeah, certainly this team needs a lot of help. I think they're going to get it, though. Yep, yep. Spending time on the waitforit.com outline with Maria Martin from 11 Alive Sports. Once again, what do you got coming up for us tonight on Sports Extra? You know what's really funny, Sam? I've been meaning to tell you this the entire time we've been on the phone. I was going <laughs> through archives of Sports Extra the other day, and guess who I saw? Uh-oh. Yeah, I think she's talking about you, Chauncey. I'm absolutely talking about you, Sam. I was like, look, it's Sam. I love Sam. And you had Anson Carter on. Like, it was, I don't even remember what I pulled it from. But, yeah, um, (laughs) just got to tell you that. It was very fun. He's rolling down memory lane. You have to give Anson a call. He's a a team owner these days. (laughs) I'm trying. I know. I'm trying to convince him to bring hockey back to Atlanta for the third time. We'll see if we can make that happen. Um, Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. It'd be great. Uh, listen, yeah, but tonight, oh, God, God, Maria, no, you're fine. Uh, tonight, we're just gonna, like I said, we have our own rendition of 
these Pro Bowl games. It's going to be really funny. I've got a couple people in studio competing, best touchdown dance, stuff like that. I'm going to judge it. It's really funny. Uh, we're going to preview spring training since it is right around the corner. And then also get a nice preview of the Super Bowl because that is now going to be, what, a week away from now, which is crazy. Give me your pick real quick in case we don't get you back on. Who you like? Uh, I want to pick the Chiefs, but I'm going to pick the Eagles. The Eagles have consistently been the best team, I think, all season. Even though they haven't played a team like the Chiefs yet, I'm going to roll with Jalen Hurts. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. I covered him when he was in college. I'm going with the Eagles. Okay, and here's the other question before we let you go, because you've been talking about your, your, what's next for you is spring training. And I have asked two people up here, Sam and I have talked about this. I'm curious your thoughts on if anybody is going to pick up Trevor Bauer and where he'll land. Or will mm, it be, I think or, somebody will. Or will it be a, more of a midseason acquisition? I think someone will at some point. He's been a really interesting case to kind of study, I think, over the last year. I think it'll eventually happen. I'm not sure that it'll happen sooner rather than later, though. Maria Martin, as always, we can't thank you enough for coming on and joining us. Thanks so much. Absolutely, guys. Have a great day. Take care. Maria Martin from 11 Alive joining us. We're going to wrap things up, talk about today's matchups and anything that kind of left out here that we didn't get to. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. It's Sam and Greg. On this fifth day of February, Sunday morning, we got your favorites coming up next, the Dopey Millennials. Uh, <laughs> they, they will be joining us. Uh, now, he's laughing. Garrett, Garrett came out of his well, laughing. We're waiting for you guys to come on in here. we got to talk to you and get your thoughts on a couple things. They're going to join us here in a bit. Um I guess I should explain who Dexter is. I get people going, who's De- you mean Dexter's mama? Yeah. Dexter is Maria's dog. Yes. Who she yes. loves. And yes. she she is uh she cares about that dog the way I talk about Jesse on here. <laughs> and Jesse needs a bath, by the way. Oh really? Oh, oh be- yeah, Jesse needs a bath. Time for bath I woke up uh, you were gone. Like I said, Saturday morning coming in here for the show, there was a paw in my armpit. <laughs> I don't know how it got there. I don't know it got where he there, was right? there. But I was like, oh, I turned over, yeah. and I couldn't go all the way because there was a paw <laughs> in my armpit. How does that happen? It says, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. And why don't you get, see, that's, that's, that's love right there. And everybody uh, knows what I'm talking about. They got dogs. Yeah, though. No. And, and and she's the perfect size for me. I, I worry about her being snatched by some like pterodactyl or something, you but now so? she's no. well, she's like forty pounds. And they, so it's, it's no, big, they, unless they, we're out they, in the surf. Yeah, a little big, a little, little big for them. Exactly. I have seen there are some birds fly through. I like I used to have before I had a light in the backyard. I used to take a flashlight. This was actually with with uh, Roxy, the other dog. They were about the same size, and I'd have the flashlight on her, you know, watching her out there doing her stuff, and uh, an owl would come flying through, and it's as if they were sizing her up. They okay. come flying through the light. Oh, no, let me pull up here. <laughs> She's too big for me. <laughs> uh, it would happen that way all the time. Anyway, Sam and Greg here. Let me once again remind you, we were talking to Terrell Thomas earlier and reminded me we should let you know because there are events coming up that if you can't get in front of the TV for, we got for you rats here. Uh, Hawks, at the Jazz we had for you as they continue this road trip, well, they're going to finish up 
in uh, New Orleans. That's going to be Tuesday night. Well, hell, Jazz took on the Suns. The Suns last week. The Suns are coming back. But let me start this again. Tuesday, Hawks at Pelicans. Thursday, Hawks here with the Suns. Saturday, Hawks here with Pop and the Spurs. All those games you can't get in front of TV. We got you covered right here on Sports Radio 929 the game. And we'll see what happens this week. We're watching, you know, any trades or any of that, that type thing. A lot of things to watch for with the Hawks uh, this coming week. Want to see if they can finish this road trip strong. Uh, finish this road trip at three and two would be big for them uh, coming home. And like I said, I want to see if this fire is like lit, lit under them. You know, your boy doesn't get to go to the All Star game. Like I said, it's not just a reflection on him, but the team is underachieving. And let's see if it gets them moving in the right direction and they can maintain it. I think it can be a good thing. Now, I've never heard of anybody doing what I'm about to suggest. Uh oh. We see it all the time in baseball. Somebody go, you know, you go to a game, but you're listening to Chip, go back in the day, skipping, you know, the guys. You listen to the radio call. I'm just letting you know if you can't get in front of a TV next Sunday, we have the Super Bowl for you right here. Now, have you ever known of anybody? to listen to the radio broadcast of the Super Bowl because they couldn't – they just didn't like the TV announcers? You really? I mean – Oh, mean, we oh, 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 here we go, here we go. Hey, hey, what you got? It wasn't because I didn't like the TV broadcasters. Okay. A number of years ago, I went back to my alma mater, Indiana, uh, for a basketball game. I was going to cover it. They were facing Michigan at the time, number one versus number three in the country. I booked it. I just looked at it. You know, I, I, I saw the date. I saw the game. I'm like, let's do this. I didn't realize till the week that I was leaving to go cover the game that it was Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, okay. Well, I just that, yeah. totally blanked on me. And so on the flight back during the Super Bowl, I pulled it up and, and listened to the radio call. Okay, uh, How could well, you forget it was Super Bowl Sunday? I didn't correlate it. At the time that I booked the trip and booked the flight, yeah. we were months off, right? Right. And then as he got closer, I'm like, oh, no. Now, was what this one I of those do? Super Bowl where there was only one week between the championship and, and the game? Or no, was it, it, was, it was a while ago. This was the, uh, this was the Harbaugh Bowl. Ah, the New Orleans. Yeah. Somebody pulled the plug from Baltimore. From Baltimore. From Baltimore. I got off the plane and was able to see the final couple of minutes because of the power outage. Yeah. If the power that. outage never happened, I'm in the air to miss all that. But I finally got Could off the plane and saw it. you imagine if the power did not go out, what we're saying about Colin Kaepernick today? Because I believe San Francisco would have won. And I think a lot of other people do, too. Okay. They really believe that. Yeah. And had they won, what the conversation would be. About Colin Kaepernick, it's I, like, I always said that was the Beyonce halftime show. It just, yeah, it just is, is overloaded the place. It's short circuited the whole she building. The lights out, everything, everything, everything. <laughs> but you talk about next week, and you know there's certain things that take place. The lead up, you know, it's the longest pregame show ever, yeah. right? You know, you know, the whole afternoon. But of course, certain things happen. Remember the golf tournament that takes place always on Super Bowl Sunday will actually be in the town of the Super Bowl. The Phoenix, right? The one with the big... Waste the, management, baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? What was it? 16th hole where they party and all the drunks. Stadium and, seating, yeah, 30K yeah. in one hole. That's going to be in the same town with the Super Bowl, man. I know. And crazy. And the thing of it, for those of us who work yeah, in lo- at local news... Oh, no, 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 like. no. On, on, on local news on Super Bowl Sunday, if the game's on another channel, and that was my life for a number of years, oh, we, do okay. the, we do the sportscast that nobody watches. Because what really because no, what you're right, you're right. right right you prep for the sports cast and what time sports sports hits around right, six fifteen six twenty that's that's national anthem and kickoff we could have put up test pattern 
We could have put color bars up, man. Nobody, nobody's watching that sportscast, but you were there working, and you still had to do that. And you, that's the thing. What happens if the golf tournament goes into overtime? Who cares? I well, was I'm just, just, I'm make just a saying about that, that golf tournament always ends. But what I was going to say is this year because is different. it runs up right into just before six o'clock. That's the way they always schedule it. You can't have that competition anymore because of the way golf is splintered. I could say in past years, I won't even put the fact that Tiger got playing. I'll just say that I the think stars, people watch it for the scene. People eh, people watch this tournament for the scene. Not, the, 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 not this next tournament. Week. This tournament is is notorious. For, for things other than just the golf. If, and you're so right, I think if you people, know golf. Right. Well, you, the fringe people next you, week are going to be going to football. If you don't know golf, you watch this because you say, isn't that the one where they party and all the drunks yeah, that or one, Well, that one hole, so, so 16th pe- so, hole, right? So people watch, yeah. I think people tune in for that, and they always know it happens on Super Bowl Sunday. So, I mean. That's the last part I dispute with you. I don't right. think, I think the golf fans know it. I think that sports fans know it. Super Bowl Sunday brings people who aren't sports fans, football fans, Golf fans, anything. They just know this is an event. This is, not along with being another amateur day, by the way, Yeah, it is America's only unofficial holiday. It is. That's it. Though, from top to bottom, preparing for it like it is Christmas Sunday. But it's 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 the lead up. We're already seeing special prices on TVs. We see that every year. Every year. Right? right. <laughs> I mean. This is the time to go and get this one. This is when you go get one. Matter of fact, one of my neighbors got one. Saw the big old box out on the curb. I said, aha. It's up to watch the big game on, right? All right. Uh, got We got Abe in here. Um, him and Garrett, dope, uh, Dopey Millennials, they're going to come in here. They're going to get you through. What time are you guys on till? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I misspeak that? Is it just you and Caleb? We're not the Dopey Millennials. <laughs> I'm the Dopey Millennials with Caleb. Okay. Yeah, that, which mm-hmm. I appreciate You that. let it be known. John Chuckery has no hold on the naming of my show. All right. oh, I, I don't know that. I, I, I don't. So We're 10 to 2, baby. Okay. There All you right. go. There you go. There you go. It, um, it, and no name from Chuckery. No. <laughs> See, I didn't want to bring his name up, to be honest with you. I asked Garrett this earlier. I asked you. I asked Maria. But you haven't said you're giving your opinion on the air. One of the topics as we move out of football into baseball, one of the names, one of the infamous names in baseball, he is still lurking out there. And your question is, and we've seen this with football players who still have the skill set, and they may have done some of the most repugnant things, but yet have given a third chance, second, third chances. My question to you is, do you see it in the beginning of the season, middle of the season, or not at all, that Trevor Bauer lands on another team? Yeah, I think Trevor Bauer's interesting. People forget how good he is, and or at least was, when we last saw him. I, I mean, this is a guy that's won Cy Young Awards, has been in the discussion multiple seasons was an ace, was a legitimate ace. And so because of that, he will get picked up. I don't know what sort of team would require it. I would think a team that feels like they can compete maybe a piece away. I also think a big city, too. I think a big city or a bigger city because they will be be able to deal with the PR nightmare, at least initially when he joins. And look, he knows what the questions that are going to come his way. I mean, he's got to deal with those, though, not him. Yeah, he'll blow them off. I think legally it'll be easy to hide behind. I I, I mean, look, it's it's not a good situation to compare legal whatever nonsense. But is it worse than what Deshaun did? And he got two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed. Don't say that out loud, especially around Lamar Jackson. It is what it is, but but is it worse than that? I mean, Deshaun's playing. What did Cleveland as a city do to the Browns when they chose him and then when he first showed up? Do you remember what that was like? Okay, what happened at the end of the season? No one's talking about it. It's done. 
Yeah. Past. It's gone. My point is. And, and they and, start and, next season and, with Super Bowl hopes, I guess. I, I don't know. So I'm saying to you, that was a bigger city, though. That's why I'm saying he needs to go. Gary said he was, I don't want to say celebrated. I don't know that I saw that. Yeah, I mean, to your point, there like, are cities he was, goes to where he's not the only story. That's what I'm right. saying. And he's got to go. And that's why I'm saying, well, but it's not going to be L.A. It's not going to be New York. It's not going to be Chicago. So what are the big cities going to well, take him? I mentioned Tampa Bay, even though they're the low end of big cities. If we're going to be honest, the one that scares me is right in our division. And, and they could probably use the little boost in their rotation. I, I don't know their money situation. Um, the Phillies. If they get a piece like him yeah, in yeah, terms right, of their rotation, right. and yeah. they need a boost. The, the Mets, you know, if that Japanese pitcher is as good as he's supposed to be, you know, they're going to be pretty darn good with Verlander. I, I The Phillies, if they were to pull that in and deal with it, and Philly's a city that could deal with it, you know, that, that'd be a little scary. Yeah. They got enough. I just they, wonder. They're, yeah. they're in the Super Bowl. And if they win the Super Bowl, don't geez. worry, they wow. in the Super Bowl. Don't worry. <laughs> well, we got his pick. Uh-oh. Oh, my. Yes. He's weighed in, folks. <laughs> Me and Hugh Douglas are fighting all week on the morning show. Really? Stay tuned. <laughs> That'll be good stuff. That'll be really good stuff. Now, he's going out to Radio Row, right? He's going, is he, is That's he going? a negative. Nope, he's not no, going? No, he's going to be part of a, a big uh, watch party there in Philadelphia. I think they're doing it at the link. Okay. 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 Keep that jail open. See, see, yeah. How about you? They have to do that. I, I didn't bring him. I wish because he would have an opinion. Abe would have an opinion about what, how we got to that poll question from yesterday and the statement I made. I'm, but we don't have time. I don't think. Or do we? Do we have time? We put something out yesterday um, on the heels of. Well, I don't know. Do you have something that you want to get? I, no, I go ahead. Go, 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 sure? go, go, go. I suspect, given the bad calls we have watched in sports, not just one particular sport, but in, a, across the board. And the thing that makes it more maddening in 2023 is because we have technology at work in these sports. We have replays. And usually the ones that are most egregious are the ones where they say, oh, well, replay isn't used for that particular play. Anyway, that all over here. I just surmise that were I to live 40 years, another 40 years, by the time I die, will I see a professional sport in this country fully officiated by technology. Yeah, I saw this yesterday. I, my opinion is no, but I think you will see mass assistance. Uh, I, I still think you're going to have to have humans doing certain aspects of officiating in, in each game, uh, but I do think you see a lot of assistance generated by AI, whether it's spotting the ball in football or, or you know, different aspects of strike zone in baseball. Uh, the parabola, the arc of a ball, whether it is or is not goaltending, maybe not seen by the human eye, science can detect it. Uh, we see it a lot already in tennis. I think it's probably the best use of artificial intelligence uh, or robots or whatever you want to call it there with the eagle eye and the snapshot and all that stuff. Tennis would make sense. You, you know, It already is in tennis for the for, most part. Yeah, but there's still a chair judge. You could probably get away with adjusting it to deal with immediate in or out calls You know, as opposed to having time to review it. Maybe there's a light or, or a noise that – immediately tells you whether it's in or out, and, and that's that. But in a team sport, I think there's too much going on, right? Like like in soccer, you have to watch the ball, but you also have to watch what's off sides, and you also have to watch uh, you know, contact in the midfield off the ball. There's too much stuff going on in these sports. The reason I hesitate to agree with you and, and, and very valid points is because we're sitting here giving our explanation as to why we don't think it's going to happen viewing 2023 technology. If we had this conversation about the same topic – 15 years ago, the year the Braves, before this last World Series, won in the mid-'90s. It would be a different conversation because there were no drones used in sporting events. My point is we don't know what technology. Sky came at the start of the XFL. 
It's not technically a drone. It's not you. Okay. Started my, with the XFL. My, Sky I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying is it's not used as readily as it is right now. Yeah, I agree. Technology will come a long It'll way. I still think it will be limited by the scope of what it can do versus a, a, the human. I still think it's limited. Right. We'll see. Again, this is, like I said, just healthy conversation. Yeah. Are we not looking forward to next week, Mr. Crenshaw? But, we are we're just being here again. Yeah. You and I talking absolutely. about it. But it's, it's, it's America's only unofficial holiday next weekend. It will and be game day. Be to- oh, thank you. We can't Have you been that, waiting we, for that, Abe? We don't do a game day today. They play out there running around in shorts. I'm not talking about just football. Yeah. There's other games going on. <laughs> oh, please. He just teased the audience. South like, Carolina, UConn women's basketball should be a good tell one. Tell him. Should be please? a good one. All right. Give us a game Championship day. matchup. We'll watch for that. We'll watch for it we'll later on today. Abe, <laughs> as you can hear, is up next. He's working with Garrett. Don't get the shows confused. It's not the dopey millennials. Mr. Crenshaw and I will be back with you next week. Thank you for letting us be a part of your Sunday morning. You guys go out and have yourself a big day. (laughs) Eric, thank you. Max, (laughs) welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Max. There you go. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Was my mic off yet? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.